Hello, and welcome into the Sean B. Show. Thank you for clicking. I am Sean B., and I recorded this episode on October 18th, the year 2022, in the Edge Construction Studio here in Columbus, Indiana. Hey, look, if you need anything done construction-wise, site development, dirt work, anything, these guys can do anything. Call my man Brian at Edge Construction, 812-343-3035. They will set you up. These guys know their stuff. Okay, they're good dudes, good people, good fellas. Listen, great episode, talking about a lot of things in the National Football League that are still confusing us, and, of course, a little MLB playoff talk, a little Astros hate. I got it all. Okay, I got it all right here. I freaking hate the Astros. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. Hello, and welcome into The Sean B. Show. It is... Tuesday, October 18th, and uh, not that I normally do birthday shout-outs, but, you know, it's my buddy's birthday today. Happy birthday, Nate Simmons, huge Colts fan. What's up, Dad, in the comments? <laughs> That's what I love about this. You get my parents up in the comments. Like, what's happening? Yes, yes, be proud of me. Your son's doing big things. Quasi big things. It's whatever, you know, it's up for interpretation. What a week six we had in the National Football League. Some questions somewhat answered. Uh, some dominant teams just being dominant teams. And a really, really good football game between who I still believe are the two best teams in the National Football League. We'll go through all that here in just a moment. Uh, baseball action tonight. Want to talk about this real quick and get through this real quick because, you know, I'm guilty of being that guy who outside of the Chicago Cubs, once the Chicago Cubs are done, I start to slowly lose interest in what's happening in the baseball world. Not that I don't love baseball, but what's actually going on? Like the Astros are in the ALCS. I don't give a shit. I hate the Astros and I'll root for anybody who's playing against the Astros. I wanted the Mariners to win so bad. And I said this the other night. I said, the Seattle Mariners came as close as you can come to winning a series whilst being swept in said series. Every game was exciting. Every game come down to the wire. I believe uh, game three went, or uh, yeah, game three, the, the, the final game went 18 innings. I mean, it was just ridiculous. But the Seattle Mariners gave it everything they had, a team that a lot of people didn't know if they'd be there or not. Here they are, and uh, I just I wanted them to beat Houston so bad. I cannot stand the Houston Astros, and this goes back to 2017. Same reason everybody else can't stand the Houston Astros. I fucking hate the Houston Astros. But they are waiting on the winner of tonight's game between the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees, Nestor Cortez and Aaron Civale on the mound tonight. Guardians-Yankees game five of the ALDS tonight at 4.07. Now, here's what's bullshit. And it's because of a rain delay or a weather delay, a weather postponement, whatever it is. The Guardians-Yankees winner from today's game at 4.07 travels to Houston tomorrow to play game one of the ALCS. And that sucks. I feel like they could have done something. I don't know. Game one of the NLCS is uh, also tomorrow. But those two teams, neither of which are playing today, the Phillies, Padres, 
or sorry, game one of the NLCS is tonight. Game two of the NLCS is tomorrow. Phillies Padres tonight at 8.03, game one of the NLCS. Another couple teams, like, these are not the 100-win teams from the National League, right? We had the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, all 100-win teams. None of them there. At the end of the day, it's the Phillies and the Padres, a couple of wild-card teams. I want Philadelphia to win really bad. I really like Kyle Schwarber. I really like Nick Castellanos. They have players on that team that I can seriously root for. Yankees the same way. They've got Anthony Rizzo. I can root for Anthony Rizzo. I don't have the disdain for the Yankees that a lot of people have. A lot of people carry around this disdain for the Yankees because they've won 27 world championships, this and that, whatever. I don't have that. I see my boy number 48, Anthony Rizzo, doing big things in New York. Hopefully that guy gets another ring. Um, or Schwarbs or Castellanos gets a ring, however it works out. Yanks, Phillies, that's my World Series hopefuls. Uh, the Padres are playing really good. It takes a lot to beat the Dodgers in a series. The Dodgers are were the best team on paper in baseball. It takes a lot to do that. Padres get it done. They are going on to the NLCS to play the Philadelphia Phillies. My Philadelphia Phillies. Uh Game one of the NLCS is tonight at 8.03. So a lot of baseball to watch today. A lot of exciting baseball. Elimination game in the American League. Game one of the NLCS in the National League. Lots of fun. Baseball. This is when baseball is the most fun to watch for everybody, right? Because casual fans don't care about regular season games. Hell, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a deep, deep-rooted Chicago Cubs fan. But if I go to a game at Wrigley in June when... It's just another workaday Tuesday afternoon baseball game. There's 162 of them. I want to enjoy the ballpark. I won't. I, I won't sit in the same seat for nine innings straight and keep scoring. I won't do any of that. I want to go experience the ballpark. I want to experience some of the food around the ballpark. I want to enjoy Wrigley Field while I'm there because one game out of 162, especially when you're talking about mid June, especially if you're talking about this fucking particular season. For the Chicago Cubs, doesn't matter. Baseball's not like that. Football, you're glued to your seat for the entire 60 minutes of the game. There's 18 of those. Every one of them matter. So that's my take on uh, baseball tonight. I am excited. Playoffs, 407, Yankees, Guardians, Nestor Cortez, Aaron Savale, deciding who goes on to play the god-awful, absolutely despicable, Cheating Houston Astros. I said it. I don't even care. I said that shit. So baseball, exciting night for that. National Football League, week six. First of all, and we're going to talk more about this later, the Colts' second consecutive win of the season. They actually look like they showed up to play football. Uh, Frank Reich did a good job. Okay, I don't say that very often. Frank Reich did a good job. And uh, Colts get that win in Jacksonville. You had to win that game. You've got to win these division games, right? Now, this Sunday, you've got to go to Tennessee and get a win. You're jockeying at this point. You've got to go to Tennessee and get a win. You're a half game out of first place. Technically, you're, you're technically tied for it, you know, whatever it is. You're, you're a few percentage points out of first place because you tied Houston week one. Got to go down to Tennessee this weekend and get that done. We'll get more into that here in a little bit. 
Thursday night football. I said this last week, okay? Thursday night, Amazon getting hosed on these Thursday night games. Absolutely hosed on these Thursday night games. And this past Thursday was no exception. Bears, Commanders. There was one really fun thing to watch in this Thursday night game. And I, I, I was glued to my seat the whole time watching Justin Fields compete. Justin Fields, and, and I, I wasn't high on him. I'm st- I, don't, I still don't know that I'm high on him. But Justin Fields went out on Thursday night against Washington, home crowd in Chicago, and absolutely balled out for his city. Justin Fields was a fucking stud on Thursday night football. Now, Justin Fields' supporting cast, maybe not so much. Yeah, this was pretty work-a-day boring game. Not a lot going on. Justin Fields got the shit kicked out of him. Just play in, play out, getting the shit kicked out of him, standing right back up and taking it again. There were a couple of times he took a couple seconds to get up. Like, who can blame the guy? He spent the entire night getting the shit kicked out of him. And then they lost. And then they lost. I had Cairo Santos over six and a half kicking points. I thought the Bears would live and die on field goals in this Thursday night game. I don't know why. Maybe I watched last Thursday's Thursday night game. But I had Cairo Santos over six and a half kicking points. Of course, the only Bears points came from a touchdown. Santos gets one kicking point. I fucking lose. I haven't hit. I have a bad I want to say a betting problem because it's not a betting problem, but I am getting that. I'm getting the pants kicked off me from a gambling standpoint. Nothing is going right from a sports betting standpoint this year. I got one drive. I was doing the, uh, with the uh, Cowboys Eagles game the other night. I got, or yeah, I got one drive, right? I, I live bet probably six or eight drives. Got one of them, right? Got paid on that, and that's the final outcome of a drive of Dallas's next drive or Philadelphia's next drive. I hit one of those out of maybe the six, seven, or eight I did. Now it's because I don't like to bet punt, right? Punt is generally minus one twenty-two. Who the fuck wants to bet that? I bet punt once, and it's because Philadelphia started on the thirty on on the Dallas thirty-five, and punt paid uh, plus eighteen hundred. I'm fucking betting that. Push them back a couple plays, you know, get a couple negative plays. Maybe they just uh, decide they don't want to kick that 60 yarder. They, they, they pin you deep. 18 to 1 odds, I'll take that shit all day. Of course, it didn't happen. But you take the long shots, that's what happens. Get beat up on. But uh, Sunday night, good game. I, I was able to watch Thursday night, obviously the Colts game. I watched the Bills Chiefs game. I watched Sunday night. I watched Monday night. Um, a lot of the other games doing a lot of reading, a lot of, uh, expert analysis, right. That goes on, uh, here in front of my computer and in the studio, but, uh, Thursday night game, a snoozer, an absolute snoozer. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. The only good thing that came out of Thursday night is Justin Fields. You saw him establish himself as captain of that ship. And he, he, he was willing to take a beating for his team and his city. And he did. They come real close to getting the job done. Week six. I got to be honest. One of the weirder weeks that I've ever experienced in football. Um, From a betting standpoint, when you're talking about games, like just nothing went right. But you can see that visually. Like you can go down this list. Ravens, Giants. Giants win 24-20. 
Are the Giants overrated? The answer is yes. A lot of people are getting higher and higher on the Giants. They're like, man, they just won't lose. And the reality is they won't lose. The Ravens can't close a game and keep a lead. But the Giants are 5-1. and 5-1. and one. The Giants are in second place in the NFC East at 5-1. and one. Behind probably the biggest surprise of the season outside of Philadelphia. You know, if you're in Philadelphia, of course, you always knew the Eagles were going to fly. But outside of Philadelphia, everyone else surprised at the 6-0 Eagles. It's not as surprising when you look at the schedule they've played. And I know they just played Dallas, big division game. Philly-Dallas, always chippy, always whatever. They played Cooper Rush. I had a conversation with a man the other night who said, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say it. Cooper Rush needs to, needs to remain the starter over Dak Prescott. Now, he said this, obviously, before watching Sunday Night Football. And I said in that moment, you're insane for two reasons. One, Cooper Rush is winning football games, throwing for 100 yards. He's managing games. He might not lose you a game. Now, I said this before Sunday, but he won't win you a game. When you need to go to and rely on your quarterback, your guy, Cooper Rush is not that guy. You, you, he's not a guy you can rely on to go win you games. We'll get into all that. We're going to go down this list in order. Yes, the Giants are overrated still, 5-1. and one. Don't believe in him. However, you rack up enough wins, you might slide your way into the playoffs. The NFC is not that good. Patriots-Browns, most impressive. Bailey Zappi, 309, two tuds. He was 24-34. Bailey Zappi with a stat line. Okay, that's a stat line. Bailey Zappi was chucking. All right, now again, playing Cleveland. Playing Cleveland. All right, fine. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 45, 266, a tud and two picks. That is a standard Jacoby Brissett stat line. We've all seen it. We live in the Indianapolis area. Jacoby Brissett being Jacoby Brissett. Bailey Zappi showing up to Cleveland and balling. Patriots get that dub and go to three and three. I have said this, and I'm, I don't want to say doubling down. Maybe I'm just kind of letting this ride a little bit. But Cincinnati is not that good. They're not that good. I said this from the start. Joey Burrow, 28 to 37, 300 yards and three tuds. That's a great-looking stat line. You've got to consider the fact that the New Orleans Saints are terrible. Okay? The only team that turns the ball over more than the Colts is the New Orleans Saints. Now, of course, that is an old statistic. I haven't done the comparisons for after this week. But Saints didn't turn the ball over either. So maybe the commanders are moving up that, moving down that list, I should say. But the Cincinnati Bengals... Struggles on defense. The New Orleans Saints, and they're doing Saints things. Andy Dalton, 17 of 32 for a buck 62 and a tud. That's an Andy Dalton stat line, game manager. Taysom Hill getting in there and making some noise. He does that. He does that. I just, I'm not sold on the Bengals, and I wasn't. A lot of people put them in their like top three or four preseason. And I said, I think you're insane. 
the Bengals and the Rams, because we all know what the playoffs is, right? The playoffs is about being hot at the right time. The Bengals and Rams were both hot at the right time. That Super Bowl could have just as easily been Chiefs-Niners. Hell, could have just as easily been Titans-Niners, Bengals-Niners, Rams-Titans. Could have been all those things. These teams were hot at the right time. The Bengals were balling. Hot at the right time. Bengals do get the win, though, 30-26. Of course, the Bengals move to 3-3. Three and three. I don't know, man. I don't know. As bad as the Ravens are, and I say that not – they just know how to blow a football game. The Ravens should be 5-1, and one, maybe even undefeated. They can literally talk themselves out of every win they should get. You know who won't, who won't win the North? But uh, showed up, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did they show up or did the Buccaneers lay down? I mean, Brady was 25 of 40 for 243 and a tud. Bucks defense, yeah, 18 points isn't a lot of points anyway. But you're thinking, Kenny Pickett, right? I'm on that Kenny Pickett, 11 of 18 for 67 yards and a tud before he got hurt. Mitch Trubisky comes in, finishes the job. So Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks in total were 20 of 30 for would have been 211. 20 of 30 for 211 and two touchdowns. That was that was Steelers combined quarterbacks. That's Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky against a Bucks defense that should be pretty good. Najee Harris added 42 yards on the ground. Chase, K- Chase Claypool, tud through the air, 96 yards. Najee Harris, tud through the air. Steelers did enough to win. The Buccaneers are doing enough to say, hey, maybe we're not as good. The Buccaneers have the advantage of being in a pretty weak NFC South. I think with Tampa Tom down there, with TB12 down there, I think they'll figure it out. Not losing faith in the Bucs. But you got to win that game. I don't care if you're on the road or not. You got to win that game. Speaking of the Falcons, the Falcons are helping me. I'm tired of being told that the San Francisco 49ers are good. And they say, well, they had 10 starters out. They did have 10 starters out. But what you watched on Sunday was San Francisco 49ers football. Okay? You watched that. You watched Marcus Mariota get really exciting. 13 to 14, buck 29, two tuds. 50 yards on the ground and a tut on the ground. Mariota had a day. 49ers really banged up. Look, that was their story last year. We're really banged up. They can beat anybody, but we're talking about consistency. We're talking about who's going to, you know, we're not, we're not to the playoffs yet. We're not to a spot where you can beat anybody. We're not there. We're in the regular season where you're jockeying for a playoff position and the 49ers are the 49ers. They're three and three. Jimmy Garoppolo back under the helm. I, I I don't know why I'm constantly being told by everybody that the San Francisco 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. I'm constantly being told by everybody. No, no, no. The 49ers are good. Kyle Shanahan might be a really good coach. 
what I know is that when I see a team that gets perpetually injured, like if you have one season of, of, of an injury problem, that's one thing. If you have multiple seasons back to back, where you have all these injury problems, multiple injury problems every year, you're injury prone. You're one of those injury prone teams. That's coaching. That's coaching. It's just, it, it is, it's coaching. Sorry, I'm looking for something here. There we go. It's coaching. I've said the same thing about Frank Wright. The Colts are injury prone. I can't. I can't. You know what? With more and more content <laughs> out there, it is hard to ascertain what is going to be on the internet when you need it and what's not. <laughs> what I looked for today was some power rankings because I was really confused on my power rankings. Like I like to I'll explain this later. I stopped. I stopped trying because I just don't, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to put this together anymore. The season's been crazy. But the 49ers, I'm constantly being told they're a Super Bowl contender. And I just don't see it. They blow that one to the Falcons. I, when I made my bet, I considered the fact, well, you know, everybody says the 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. This is Atlanta. They're having a down year. You know, they're not whatever. They're three and three. This shit might pop off. When I when I go through picking division winners, I might have to get a little crazy. You ever had that tough year in March Madness where it's just difficult to pick who's gonna do what? This is the year we're having in the NFL. We know the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles are good. I don't think we still know how good the Eagles are yet, but we know the Bills and Chiefs are good. We deserve a Bills-Chiefs AFC championship game. Unless the, you know, I want the Colts in there. Jets beat Green Bay 27-10. Zach Wilson, game managing some game management. 10 of 18 for a buck 10 and a 27-10 win. At Lambeau Field. Weather was bad, Okay. Run the ball a lot. Brees Hall, 20 carries, buck 16, and a tud. 5.8 yards per carry. Braxton Berrios with a 20-yard touchdown run. His only touch of the day. What I'm confused about is why in the hell Aaron Rodgers is having this much trouble. I don't... I. <laughs> And this may be what he's been talking about the whole time, right? Like, get me some targets. Get me some weapons. Offensively, I need weapons. And then time goes on, and this is what you end up with. Devontae Adams is out now, playing with his homie in L.A., pushing over cameraman and shit. And, I mean, Robert Tanyan got 10 grabs. But Lazard, Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs. A.J. Dillon, I mean, look at this. Aaron Jones, three catches. A.J. Dillon, four catches. So there's seven. Randall Cobb only with one. I just, 
not a lot going on offensively in Green Bay. That could be trouble. I thought they were pretty good defensively. Again, who fucking knows how good the Jets are? Just put the New York team's top two of the power rankings, right? Jets at four and two, Giants five and one. Just throw them up there. Fuck it. Because who knows what's going to happen? All I know is it's got to be exciting to be at that stadium. MetLife Stadium rocking a couple of what I think are overperforming teams and fans who are probably really excited to see it. Like, holy shit, are we in this? Yes, Jets, you're not. You're not in this. <laughs> the Bills are still really good. But hey, like I said, you find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Then it's about getting hot. Then it's about going and beating teams like Green Bay on the road. Nobody thought you were going to do it. Here they are doing it. They have the ability. You beat Green Bay at Lambeau in bad weather, you can beat anybody. You can find a way to beat anybody. I finally did have to come to the conclusion that maybe Minnesota's the better bet to win that division. They're five and one. Five and one. Another win over the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins, of course, not at the best of strengths. Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater did have 23 or 34 for 329 and two tuds, but he also threw two picks. Hard to, beat, hard to beat a Vikings team with a decent offense. Throwing two picks. Cousins had two tuds. Dalvin Cook, 77 and a tud. Justin Jefferson might be the MVP. I don't know how it's not Jalen Hurts at this point, but Justin Jefferson's at least in the conversation. He's been really good. He's been really good. I like him a lot. Got to think your money's got to go to the Vikings, right? When it comes to the AFC NFC North, Green Bay just. Ah. I love the Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love all this DMT and ayahuasca shit. Like, I like the fact that he's a fucking weirdo, but he's a super athlete. But he's a fucking weirdo. I like it all. I I think if any team's got the ability to get it together. It's this Packers team and this Buccaneers team. So don't sleep on these two teams. However, they're both three and three. I don't think the Falcons are going to win the NFC South, but the Vikings might have to be where your money goes to win the NFC North. Rams beat the Panthers. Nothing cool about this game whatsoever. Nothing cool about this game whatsoever. Jacob Eason was three for five for 59 yards and an interception. For all you Colts fans who are like, we should have given Easton a fair shake. Fan groups, man. Got to stay out of the fan groups. Can't keep Robbie Anderson from fighting your coach. Colts don't have that problem. Don't hear about that in the fan groups. What I hear in the fan groups, way too much of in the fan groups, is that Sam Ellinger needs to get his chance. Fuck it. What can go? What else can go wrong? Uh, we're in a battle for first place, whether you like it or not, whether it's a weak division or not, shut up. Obviously, I'm chomping at the bit to talk about this Colts win. The Seahawks are three and three. I thought they might go uh I thought they might go 0 and 17. But the Seahawks are three and three. The Cardinals are a disappointment. The Seahawks three and three, the Cardinals two and four. Kyler Murray, 222 yards and an interception. Um I don't know if all the rumors about Kyler Murray are true. I don't 
think he's actually playing Roblox when he should be watching game film. But uh, there's too much of that talk going around for me to just, I don't know, 10 carries for another 100 yards. But ultimately, at the end of the day, man, it was Geno Smith, 20th, 20th, 31, buck 97, kept him in the game. Kenneth Walker, 97 yards and a touchdown. Defensive, no, sorry, I'm just looking to do some stats here. Nothing jumping out at me. Boring game. Seahawks get the win, though. I said at the beginning of the year, and I did say this. I said two teams are going to be 0-17. It's going to be the Seahawks and the Texans. Seahawks are 3-3. Three and three. Texans are close to being winless, but Seahawks are 3-3. Three and three. How about some evening football, some more evening football? Best game of the week, Bills Chiefs. This is one of the games I got to watch, and all I saw was Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes battle. Josh Allen's really good. Josh Allen's so good. This guy might be your MVP. This guy might very well be your MVP. Because we're never going to know, right, with, you know, when the when the Dolphins beat Buffalo, at that point of the season, you're like, Tua Tungavailoa might be the MVP. Josh Allen might be the MVP. Actually, he's probably going to get my vote. We're six weeks in, but he's probably going to get my vote. Just over a third of the way through, my vote's on Josh Allen. Mahomes threw two interceptions, and I believe, actually, I know for a fact that was the difference in the game, uh, especially the interception there at the end. Because uh, you think you give Mahomes that 40-some seconds that he had, that guy can drive the field. Um, needed a touchdown. But, uh, you know, if, if there's a guy that you won that situation, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he, not very often will he throw an interception there. What's crazy about this game is that uh, you know Juju with a buck thirteen and a touchdown, uh, McCole Hardman with a forty-two yards and a touchdown. Like, like I said, other you take the two interceptions off of this game, and it's probably a blowout. Like, it's probably a I, I don't know I I just if a team has the potential to go off, it's Kansas City. And, and and everybody said they got worse. They got worse. I said at the beginning of the year that the Chargers might win this division, might win the AFC West. I no longer believe that. It said turnovers, turnovers are huge. Turn, turnovers are massive. Buffalo won the turnover battle. They also won the game by four points. There's a difference. Game of the week, though. Great football game to watch. Fun football game to watch. Sunday night football, I alluded to this kind of, go right back to it, Cowboys-Eagles. And this is where I had said before the game, like, we're going to find out how good Philadelphia really is. And then we just didn't. I, I just, we didn't. And I'm sorry, Eagles fans, okay? I want to believe that the Eagles are this good. I don't believe it yet. I really don't. You you got up early, you know, twenty to three at halftime. But then here come here comes Dallas. They come back. You let them back in the game. At the end of the day, I had this conversation the other day. Cooper Rush better than Dak Prescott. I don't believe that. 
I don't believe that whatsoever. Dak Prescott starts this game, and it's 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 if Dak Prescott starts this game, we don't have a lot of Dak information from this year. But I fully believe if Dak Prescott starts this game, the Cowboys win. I fully believe that. Cooper Rush with three picks, those will those will absolutely kill you. You can't do that. You can't do that. Philly didn't turn the ball over at all. Jalen Hurts threw for a buck fifty-five and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders did a good job on the ground. Cowboys did a good job on the ground. Zeke came to play. Zeke always plays in Philadelphia really well. 81 yards on a touchdown. Zeke looked like he was running for his life and would barrel over anybody to get there. I had a lot going on this game. I wish they'd use Michael Gallup more. Not a lot of money, but a lot of different uh, player prop parlays. Micah Parsons had a huge game. Micah Parsons putting that pressure on Jalen Hurts. Had a huge game. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts didn't make any mistakes. I mean, 155 yards. 15 to 25. Two touchdowns. That's fantastic. It it works. It's not, it's not winning you football games. The Eagles won the football game on the defensive side of the football. Three takeaways to Philadelphia's none, or to, to Dallas's none. Cooper Rush, three picks. That, that will be the difference in the game. We've watched it all season here in Indianapolis. So there you have it. Good times. Good times. What about Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football was telling. I mean, a little, right? Did Russ did Russ cook a little in the first half? I feel like Russ cooked a little in the first half. He was god-awful in the second half in overtime. But in the first half, Russell Wilson looked really good. First quarter, most especially. I mean... 13 to 10 at halftime, but in the first quarter, Russell Wilson, the Broncos look good. We're up 10, nothing at the end of the first quarter. You're like, holy shit. What is going wrong? Diving into this one though. Turnover battle was equal. Denver got her done on the ground. San Diego got her done in the air. And I say got her done by saying that Justin Herbert, 57 pass attempts for only 238 yards. And only a pick. Of course, Eckler found the end zone. Russell Wilson found the end zone with his tight end who was playing in his first game ever, Greg Dulich. Congrats to that guy. Congrats to the homie, Greg Dulich. First NFL game, gets an NFL tud. He had another grab, 44 yards total. But this game was boring at the end. At the beginning, you're watching Denver, and you're like, this is a different team. Like, they came out of the gate, too. They were embarrassed about Thursday night football, too. They came out. They said everything kind of slowed down. The Chargers never really picked up the pace. I mean, Eckler was their leading rusher with 36 yards and a touchdown. There's not a lot going on here. You know, and, of course, the game was 19-16. to You get a score like that, and you know for a fact it's field goals. 
Danger Russ. Cooked a little in the first quarter. Got a little warm. Must have caught that shit on fire. Whatever happened, I don't know. Wasn't good. Wasn't good at all. But overall, thanks to some upsets, thanks to some excitement, that was a pretty good week six. Rolling into week seven, it starts with the Saints and the Cardinals on Thursday night. And again, I think the Cardinals are a disappointment. I think the Saints are just, they're really bad, but they can score points. So we'll see what happens. Saints-Cardinals in Arizona, Thursday night football. Amazon is going to get a good football game one of these days. I thought it would be next week with Ravens-Bucks, but I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is you can't beat, like that Sunday night game, Eagles-Cowboys, was really good. I think the world wanted to see Dak Prescott in that game, but it was really good. And you can understand Broncos Chargers, the scheduling there for Monday night at the beginning of the year. Like that was at the beginning of the year. You're like, Broncos got Russell Wilson. The Chargers are up and coming with Justin Herbert. That's going to be a great football game. And it was okay. It was all right. I can't believe Bill's Chiefs was at 425. Mind-blowing shit. But I looked at this whole lineup. And I look at the NFL standings, and I look and see who I think is going to win each division, go division by division, changes every week. I hate that I still have the Ravens winning the NFC North, the AFC North. They can't win again. (laughs) They're blowing leads. They're blowing leads. They're three and three. They should be five and one or six and oh. Miami should have been a win. Giants should have been a win. I mean, this is bad. That the Bills beat. And you never really have the Bills beat. But get the Bills beat. I just, I don't know. I still feel like they're the best team in the AFC North. I feel like attrition is going to take its toll on somebody. But the Ravens don't figure this out, how to keep a lead. And again, I, I put a lot of that on coaching. A lot of coaches do this where they'll get the lead and they'll kind of coast. Like we got the lead, let's protect the lead, protect the lead, protect the lead. I want to see a killer instinct. I say, okay, we're up two touchdowns. How'd we get here? Oh, we blitzed. Oh, we went nuts. I know that that's what wears the defense out, but keep pressing, keep blitzing, keep your foot on the gas. I feel like if Baltimore would do that a little more, I don't know. I just, it's really, it's really disappointing because it's a really good football team. A, a, t- a football team I thought was one of the, Three or four best in the league. Got the Colts in the AFC South. Now, and look, that's not bias. That's not that's not off the that's not a biased bet. That's the Colts win the AFC South. I like what their schedule does throughout the year. I mean, you've got Tennessee at Tennessee. That's going to be a tough one. Division game on the road. Gonna be tough. Then you got Washington. Carson Wentz is out four to six weeks. Got the Patriots. Raiders, I'm going to that game in Las Vegas. I cannot wait 
Colts Raiders in Las Vegas. What I told my friends the other day is I can't wait for that game, but I really hope, and this is, of course, I said this before the Colts have won their last two. I said, I can't believe, or I can't wait for that game. I hope it's, I hope we're relevant. I hope we're playing for something. So cannot wait. Colts Raiders, November 13th in Las Vegas. 4.05 p.m. here, but it's going to be 1.05 p.m. for me. I can't wait. Then you got Philadelphia. And like I said, I watched Sunday Night Football. I watched the Seagulls team. They're beatable. They're beatable. I think one of the problems with the Eagles this past week is that Jalen Hurts didn't use his legs. And maybe they didn't want him to. But Hurts didn't use his legs. Let's see, rushing rushing for Philadelphia. Jalen had nine carries for 27 yards. So I guess he, he, he did carry the ball nine times. A lot of escapes, a lot of the planned runs. They seem to had they seem to have the planned Jalen Hurts plays figured out. Got the Steelers on Monday Night Football, November twenty eighth. Cowboys, uh, Vikings are really good. Chargers come to town. You're going to see the Giants January first on New Year's Day. And then you finish with the Texans. A winnable schedule. I mean, everything looks winnable at this point because nobody's really that good. The Bills are going to win the AFC East. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. I had to move the Vikings into, into my prediction to win the NFC North. Minnesota's 5-1. and one. Green Bay's slipping. The Bears aren't good. The Lions can't win no matter how hard they try. No matter how hard they try, the Detroit Lions are just going to always be the Detroit Lions. They're one and four. They lost three in a row. It's that whole uh, audio there with Jared Goff where he's like, man, we fight. And they do. They do fight. They fight hard. The exception is Patriots game. But the Seahawks, 48-45. You know, outside of the Patriots, blowing them out 29 nothing. You lost to Seattle by three. You lost to Minnesota by four. You, lost to, uh, you beat Washington. And you lost to Philadelphia by three. So in your losses, you're losing your games by 10 points. Well, those three games, 10 points combined. Now, New England beat you 29 nothing. Zappy didn't look as good in that game as he looked in this game this week. But the Lions are they're one of four. I want to see the Lions be good again. I still think the Bucks are going to win the NFC South. Although, although there's Atlanta. Marcus Mariota's right there chilling. Panthers aren't going to do anything. I don't think the Saints are going to do anything. Falcons, though, man, got a big win over that Super Bowl contending San Francisco 49ers football team. Just never know. I have conceded that 
The Eagles are probably going to win the NFC East. Of course, we say probably. We're six weeks into an 18-week season. And the Cowboys are not – nobody's that far behind. The Cowboys are two games out, four and two. Dak Prescott's coming back next week. The Commanders are in trouble. Who the fuck knows what the Giants are going to do? NFC West, San Francisco, LA, Seattle, all three and three. The Rams are going to win this division. Like, right? Like, we know that, right? The Rams are going to win this division. Make it so. San Francisco's crushing on defense. They are crushing on defense. Two NFC teams have allowed less than 100 points. San Francisco and Dallas. Neither had a bye. Both of those two teams under 100 points. Defense playing well. Under 100 points offensively or a, uh, in the, check this out. In the NFC or in the AFC, six games allowed under 100 points. Denver and Buffalo. Houston's under 100 points. They only played five games. They had a bye. Tough stuff. So I sat down and I thought about power rankings today. I thought about, okay, let's go, let's, let's, let's see, let's adjust this top 10 again. Republish this top 10 again. And I'm going to have to make some hard decisions. Look, I'm going to take some shit no matter which direction I go. And it's going to be from the guy who believes in San Francisco. Or it's going to be from the guy who's like, the Jets are for for real. It's going to be from those guys. And, and And those guys might be right. I disagree with them, but those guys might be right. I stopped at four. That's where I stopped. I couldn't get I couldn't get beyond four. I still think the Bills, I think the Bills are the best team in the National Football League. I still think the Chiefs are number two. I got the Eagles at number three and Minnesota at number four. That's what I got. And hell, some people might hate that. So I know a lot of people don't believe in the Vikings. They score a lot of points, I'll tell you that. But outside of that, where where do you go from there? I'll tell you what CBS did. And I can't do this. I can't do this. It makes me sick to look at this. So CBS has the same four teams up top, different order. They've got Eagles, Bills, Vikings, Chiefs. Okay, the Vikings are not better than the Chiefs. We've seen enough football now. The Vikings are good. They're not better than Kansas City. Okay, you don't have to drop Kansas City a spot because they lost. I've seen no evidence to suggest that the Eagles are better than the Bills. But they've had the Eagles number one the last two weeks at 6-0, and and that's fine. If it's, they're undefeated, they're undefeated. It's fine. We've got the Eagles number one, the Bills number two, Minnesota number three, Kansas City number four. Same top four that I had, different order. Can accept that. 
What I cannot accept are five, six, and seven. I'll be honest with you, I got problems all the way down this list. But again, it becomes a matter of opinion at this point. Because at number five, they've got the New York Giants. And that's bullshit. That's com- just complete shit. They are five and one. I accept that. The Giants are five and one. But let's take a look. Let's take a look and see what exactly has gone on. They did beat the Titans in Tennessee. Something the Colts have to do. They beat the Panthers by three points. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Bears, and they beat the Packers. And then this past Sunday, they beat the Ravens. So on paper, your last two games have been tough games, right? You go to Green Bay and win. That's tough to do. You beat the Baltimore Ravens at home. Wow. New York and New York have both gone into Green Bay the last two weeks and beaten the Packers. (laughs) Tough. It's a tough place to win, but we've talked about this. The Packers are just not playing well. Rodgers doesn't have a guy. No. The Giants at number five, the Cowboys at number six. They will be getting Dak Prescott back, which changes this team in a big way. Cooper Rush was okay, but he isn't Prescott. I feel like the Cowboys are a good football team. I really do. And I think with Dak coming back, they'll be a better football team. Look, their only losses, though, are this past week to the Eagles, in which Cooper Rush looked awful. And then week one, when Dak Dak had him down to the Bucs. Cooper Rush had him winning four straight, managing football games, and it worked. Look, it worked, okay? They went into this game 4-1. That's what you wanted to do. It worked. So you think now we've been missing Dak for five weeks. We had our backup come in, guy named Cooper Rush. Can this guy service these five weeks and win four of those five games? Look, if you actually thought that Cooper Rush was going to come in and win four of those five games, you, you, you had to be excited about that, right? Starter goes down. You know what? Cooper's going to get us four out of these five. No big deal. And you're four and two. You're out of nothing. You lost to Philadelphia. Yeah, it's a division game. You lost it, but you're out of nothing. So the Cowboys might be the only place in this list that I don't argue too much on. I don't know that they're as high as six. But they're up there. The Jets at number seven. Get the fuck out of here. And maybe these are preconceived notions. Maybe that's my problem. I have preconceived notions. Let's look and see what the Jets have done this year. Lost to the Ravens. Beat the Browns by a point. Lost to the Bengals. Beat the Steelers by four points. Dominated the two or less Dolphins. And again, beat the Packers at Lambeau. Anytime you say beat the Packers at Lambeau, because the Packers have been good ever since I was a kid. But anytime you can say the, 
beat the Packers at Lambeau. That's a that's a win. Like that's a marquee thing for your season. That's a that's a milestone point in your season. But anything else outside of this is not that exciting. You beat the Steelers by four. You, you beat Cleveland. You lost to Baltimore and Cincinnati. So number seven, no. No, I can't do that. I got Tennessee at number eight, which mostly just disdains me because I'm a Colts fan. They're three and two. Um, you can argue the Colts probably shouldn't have lost that game at home to Tennessee, but you can't argue that this coming game in Tennessee is a massive football game. So you've got two wins straight. You've got some momentum. You played really well against Jacksonville. Now you got to go to Nashville, steal a win. You come out of Nashville 4-2-1 and one, and in first place in the AFC South. From there, Indy, you're coasting. They got the Chargers at number nine. They're 4-2 and two, but still don't look right. They don't look right. Offense is not what we expected it to be. I did not expect. I expected last night to be a blowout. I thought maybe Russ would cook a little bit, but I expected last night to be an absolute blowout. Are they number nine? Who knows? It's so bad. Like, let's go down this list. They got the Bengals in the top 10. The Bengals, a lot of trouble. Put, I, they got the Patriots at 11. I have an easier time putting the Patriots in the top third of the league than I do Cincinnati. Tampa Bay got knocked way out. And look, this, these are obviously people who have this much ease at uh, – at this much ease in writing off Tom Brady because they're just writing off Tom Brady. It's unbelievable to me. Writing off Tom Brady. That guy is the goat. Tom's going to figure this out. That's what I have the most faith in is that Tom Brady's going to figure this out. You'll also notice there are no NFC South teams ahead of the number 12 Buccaneers. What I do love about this list is that they've got San Francisco way down at 13 where they fucking belong. It was a bad showing against the Falcons. The schedule was tough with two straight in the Eastern time zone. They are better than that. Are they, though? Are they better than that? Why are we assuming the 49ers are better than that? Packers 14, Colts 15, top half of the league. They've won two straight as Matt Ryan rallied them against Jacksonville. They've also dealt with a lot of injuries, but some of those guys will be back soon. Those are power rankings from CBS Sports and Pete Briscoe posted those this morning. So like I said, top four, spot on. It, But you go through there and it's just like, where do we even begin to rank these teams? We can go by record maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I can't put the Giants as the number five power-ranked team in the NFL. I can't do it. I won't do it. I will not. I refuse. Any place Tennessee this week, in Nashville, 1 o'clock game, that's right. And I am, I'm jacked. I'm ready. Like, we've won two in a row. Get to that Colts chat now. We won two in a row. All right. Rough start to the season, but hey, we're above 500, 2 and 0. How are you going to argue with that? They finally, they finally look good. They finally look good. 
And everybody says the same thing. Like, oh, it's just Jacksonville. No, no, no. It was just Jacksonville without your top two running backs, without Shaquille Leonard, without Quiddy Pay. Like, that's an injury-prone Colts team. Injury-stricken Colts team. I don't know if they're prone, per se, this season. We need to see Jonathan Taylor back on the football field. I feel like we will against Tennessee. Give him his head-to-head matchup with Derrick Henry. There is a lot to be excited about. I'm sorry. There just are. There's a lot of cool things to be excited about. Early money line has Tennessee minus two and a half. That over under at 42 and a half. That's the early money line. So Tennessee, the betting favorite. That makes sense. They're home in a division game against a team with a slightly worse record than them that they beat earlier in the season. I'm honestly surprised it's only two and a half. That doesn't mean I think the Colts won't win. I think Colts plus two and a half is my favorite bet. It's where I get my odds. So I can't wait. Nashville, Tennessee, this Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS, Colts, Titans. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast watching the Colts go 4-2-1 and one and getting back into first place in the AFC South. And once you do that, once you do that, you say, okay, we're 4-2, four 4-2-1, and, two, four, two and one, back in first place, got through Tennessee. Now I got Washington coming home. Then we got to go to Foxborough to play the Patriots. That's simple. Too easy. Just get the win in Tennessee. Speaking of football in Indiana, the Hoosiers are struggling. Okay? And I'm making the mistake every week. Every week I make the mistake. I get duped like they're down. And I bet them while they're down because I know they can come back and win football games. And then they come back and either tie it or get the lead. And they fucking blow it. It's two weeks in a row now. This is two weeks in a row now. Blew it to Maryland. Let it go. I said the Hoosiers could probably get the six wins. Maryland's a game they should have won. This Saturday in Piscataway, Rutgers is a game they should win Saturday at noon. Then you got Penn State, Ohio State. I got bad news, Hoosier fans. I want to be positive. I'm not going to win those games. Penn State does come to Indiana. I think we all remember Michael Penix in that uh, two-point conversion. Penn State comes back to Indiana. Ohio State, that's in Columbus. I just, I got to be real honest. Penn State looks good. We're going to get the shit kicked out of us for two weeks. So go get some happy things in in your brain. Go to Rutgers. Amp up for Rutgers. Get that win. Get win number four. Then you finish off your year with Michigan State, which is winnable, and Purdue, which is a rivalry game. And everybody's going to say we shouldn't beat Purdue, but the game is in Bloomington. It's a rivalry game. You get those two games. There's your six wins. Now, this team that was supposed to be three and whatever is going bowling. Simple as that. Who cares about bowl games? They don't mean dick. And they don't. Some of these bowl games are so stupid. 
But to the players, they get their swag bags, they get their exposure, their national TV spotlight. Good for them. They've earned it. Good for them. Somebody was wearing a New Era pinstripe bowl, Indiana versus Duke the other day. That game was played at Yankee Stadium. And I remember that bowl game because uh, we missed a field goal at the end that uh, could have got us that win. I remember that game. A lot of fun. Indiana's been up and down with football. This year been not so great. But, like, I, I look at this. I'm like, we blew we blew it in the, in the Nebraska game. If you look at what Indiana should have won, like, you started off 3-0. Illinois, Idaho, Western Kentucky. Okay, cool. You're 3-0. Idaho, Western Kentucky. Then you got Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat the pants off of you. They should. They're good. You blew it in the Nebraska game. You would have been four and one. I'm not going to say they blew it in the Michigan game. They were, it was it was ten to ten and a half. They were never going to win that game. Four and two. Five and three. Five and five and two. Beat Maryland. You're five and two. The team that should be five and two is three and four. You're sitting at five and two right now, and that's just winning the two the two games that you blew. If you're sitting at five and two, you're looking at Rutgers, Michigan State, and Purdue as you know your circle on those dates. Then you're at eight wins. You can you can psych yourself up for the Penn State game, and you might give them a run. Look, you gave Michigan a run. You might give Penn State a run. Might be one of those big moments at uh, Memorial Stadium again. You're not going to beat Ohio State. If you do, it's going to be historic. But Ohio State's really good. They might, they might, they might, might be Ohio State, Georgia in the championship game. I did watch Alabama, Tennessee this weekend. That was fun to watch. What a finish! What a finish! And those idiots in orange with that god-awful orange Tennessee Volunteers color. Look, I I can respect it. I can respect it. But that sea of orange tearing the goalpost out and taking it and throwing it in the fucking Tennessee River, that's amazing. That's amazing to me. I loved it. Every second of it. Those fucking guys are on a different level. They're just on a different level. Last second field goal. Knocks off Alabama. Tennessee hadn't beaten Alabama in 12 years. Dunzo. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a part of that moment. Tennessee has to pay back $100,000 in damages. A school with a $1 billion endowment is raising money to pay back $100,000 in damages. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Got that big win, historic win. I don't think they really give a shit what kind of damages they incurred. Like it was, they beat Alabama. Like it's what a moment for your school. The entire country was rooting for you. They got it done. They got it done. Gonna give a look see here to uh, get here. We've got some new college football rankings. Yeah. 
Got a new top 25 out. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee moves right up to number three. Leapfrogs, Michigan. Well, if you're Michigan, that doesn't fire you up. I don't know what to, I don't know what will. Tennessee leapfrogs Michigan. Wow. Clemson back into the top five. Alabama down to number six. Yeah, they couldn't push them out too far. They couldn't push them out too far. This is what I hate about Alabama. I got I got no problem with the roll tide people. I don't give a shit. Like you roof, you love what you love. But what I can't stand about Alabama, and most notably Alabama football, is that ESPN will absolutely just jerk these guys off year after year. Year after year. They can't wait to move the Crimson Tide back as far up the pole as possible. They can't wait. If there's ever a question of whether Alabama or somebody else is going to get into the top four, it's going to be Alabama. If there's ever a question, it's going to be Bama. And I hate it. I fucking hate it. I was glad to see him go down. Not again, not because I have any problem with the Roll Tide people, the Alabama football team. I don't hate Nick Saban. None of that. It's these networks that just love the shit out of what they love. And they're going to do everything they can in their power, even if it includes paying billions of dollars for a college football playoff to make sure there's enough roll tide to go around for everybody. Nobody's going to beat Georgia anyway. It doesn't matter. Shouldn't even have the playoff. What I thought was amazing. I caught this on the internet the other day. Somebody thought this was cool to write. But what was even better is that the Los Angeles Times thought it was cool to publish. And this blows my mind. This is a headline from the LA Times opinion section. Somebody wrote this. The LA Times published it. <clears throat> the headline reads, if there ever was a case for canceling the playoffs and awarding a championship to one team because it was so clearly better than all of the other teams, the 2022 Los Angeles Dodgers would be it. You got bounced in the fucking DS. Shut the fuck up. It's shit like that. The Dodgers are so good. We won 109 games. We're so good. You were. Now you can watch other teams compete for a World Series that you probably should have won. Yeah, I'm going to say that. You probably should have won it. You don't fucking suggest that you skip the playoffs. What a piece of shit. Dodgers. I detest the Dodgers. <laughs> I just read a text from my wife. I should never do that while I'm podcasting. Good news is I'm almost done podcasting. Listen, I haven't had a chance to say this yet on the live stream, but, uh, Big old props to Edge Construction, our guys that allow us to invade their building and, and hold this office hostage and put all our shit in here and say dumb things into microphones in this room. Big shout-out to those guys, Brian and his team. They are amazing people and uh, even better at building shit and, and, and the shit they do. So 
Big, huge shout out to Edge Construction. I am going to be done. I can't, no live comment. One live comment on this whole stream. It's okay. You don't have to watch the stream. Just listen on the podcast. Listen on the podcast. Or don't. Oh, shit. Secondstringmedia.net. All the places. Go find the things. Look, I am Sean B. This is the Sean B. Show. I'm going to call it a day. Get this thing uploaded onto the other webs. And uh, look, I'll see you again Thursday. We'll talk about week seven in the NFL. Talk about the, the Major League Baseball playoffs. Talk about some bets, some prop bets I like for the upcoming week. Things like that. Thursday, okay, right about noon. Actually, that's not true. The goal is 11. The goal to get this thing live and fired up is 11. And I'll get there eventually. It's just a matter of preparation. But the goal is to get this thing live and fired up at 11 o'clock on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, those being the for sure show days. Because that's what this thing needs is a schedule. Thing at 11 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday and Thursday. And maybe a little, uh, definitely a weekend show. Definitely a weekend show. Whether it's a Saturday. Of course, we'll be doing the Sunday lives for the NFL. Ah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, we're going to shoot for 11, but it might be noon on Thursday. If you guys want to come back, watch the live. If not, of course, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast entertainment from, you can find the Sean B. Show. I am out of here. I will see you guys on Thursday.